0: please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to The New Man, beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach and group facilitator, Tripp Linnea.
1: Are you more afraid of rocking the boat or looking like a wimp? Do you see your current life as a diversion or as the training ground for being your best? And how can you walk the razor's edge between being a passive wimp and that aggressive tough guy? This week, legendary author and peaceful warrior Dan Millman is on The New Man to help you quit settling, confront your fears, and live this life in the moment. Welcome to The New Man. Today we're talking with Dan Millman, who, well, has done and accomplished a ton of things. But you may know him as the best-selling author of The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, which was also made into a popular film. Dan, it's an honor to have you on The New Man. Thanks for talking today. Pleasure to be with you here, Tripp. So, I wanted to explore with you how a man can live his life as a peaceful warrior. But before we dive in, why would the guy stuck in traffic right now care? I mean, what does the peaceful warrior have that the average guy does not?
2: Well, that's a, that's a good question, and let's start with a guy stuck in traffic because, you know, there's so much philosophy going around and idealistic notions about spirituality and abstract concepts, and, you know, it comes down to that. What do we do when we're stuck in traffic? Well, if we're stuck in traffic, especially if we're late for an appointment, it's natural to feel whatever we feel. We might feel frustrated. We might feel, like, under stress. That's part of life. You know, we've all been stuck in traffic or had other situations, um, um, where things uh, uh, change, uh, we're disappointed, and so on. And that's when the, the, that's when the rubber hits the road, because um, it's easy to talk the talk and to uh, give people all kinds of uh, idealistic advice. But what do you do when you're stuck in traffic? Well, the first thing I would say, and and if you wanted to find it the way a peaceful warrior might respond, is to accept your feelings. Whatever they are is natural to you in the moment. I don't tell people how they're going to fix their feelings and feel differently because you know what you're going to feel differently in 10 minutes anyway <laughs> feelings pass like the weather so you accept your feelings and thoughts that's not a problem you don't have to judge them fix them or feel bad about them just feel what you feel but the focus is what are you going to do right now So one thing you do is you take a deep breath. Breathing is good for you. People forget about that. We hold our breath. Blood pressure goes up. You take a breath. You take a few breaths and just enjoy just breathing, okay? Meanwhile, if you have, you know, I don't know why people don't do this more. If you have, if you're learning a new language, throw the CD on, turn it on, or listen to the radio, or uh, listen to a book on tape Improve yourself, Uh, sometimes you're... you're, uh, disappointed when you get to your destination because you want to hear the next thing on this novel you're listening to. So make good use of your time. And the third thing is just focus on what you need to do constructively. In other words, I don't suggest to people, whether they see themselves as peaceful warriors or not, Trip. I don't suggest that they feel courageous and peaceful and happy and loving. Uh, and, and no, I just suggest they act that way. behave in a grateful, say, thank you, say, I'm sorry. We have cause to do both. So I didn't mean to go off on this monologue, but I'm enthusiastic and you asked the question. So stuck in traffic moving from there. I can, I can explain a little more about what I mean by peaceful warrior. Would you, would you like me to get into that a little bit?
1: Yeah. Define. What are we talking about here? What is the peaceful warrior? Because in and of itself, that sounds like a contradiction.
2: Yeah, oxymoron. How can you be peaceful and a warrior? Well, actually, anybody who's been involved with the martial arts, anybody who's been a soldier knows that all of us are striving to live with a peaceful heart. You know, a lot of us who want to kind of get more peaceful, a sense of inner peace, relaxation, and kind of mellowness as we go through life, kind of take things as they come. So we're all striving for a peaceful heart. But there are times in our lives we need a warrior spirit because it takes courage to live in this world. It takes courage to love somebody in this world. Our nerve endings are right out there. So that's why I recommend people approach life with a peaceful heart but a warrior spirit. And so that's what the term means. It's it's not really an oxymoron. One term balances the other. There, there have been a lot of peacemakers who were nourishing and kind and supportive and loving, but not all of those had a warrior spirit. And there have also been warriors in this world who were strong, committed, brave, you got to give them credit for that. People put themselves in harm's way, but not all of those had a, a peace, you know, a, a peaceful heart. People like Mahatma Gandhi described himself as a soldier of peace. Um, Martin Luther King and many others, male and female, who um, live that way. So we're all peaceful warriors in training. It's not a club you need to join. You don't need to do some initiation. Daily life is our initiation. We're all in this together.
1: I think that's amazing because so many guys that listen to this are kind of like imagining like, oh, I'm trying to find my path like it's somewhere out there. And a lot of what I'm hearing you say is you got this on day one. And even if you're stuck in traffic right now, this is the path. This is what your life is throwing you right now. And this is how you deal with it. Is that right?
2: Absolutely, Trip, You're right in tune with it. I mean, you know, a guy came to me once and said, you know, Dan, I, 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 lately I've been, I saw your movie and I read your book, Peaceful Warrior, and I'm more interested in, in spirituality and practice. Uh, and he said, but I've got a wife and three kids and a full-time job. He said, you know, how, what am I going to do? And I, he came to understand that his wife, his children, his full-time job were his spiritual practices. You know, the, the the challenges of daily life are forms of spiritual weightlifting. You know, to strengthen your spirit, uh, they demand more and will develop you more than sitting in a cave somewhere and meditating. I know because I've done both. So it, the arena is right here and now. Um, it's not elsewhere. It's not just sitting and you know imagining the energy centers of the body and doing these internal exercises. I mean, maybe there's a place for those at times. You know, but. Daily life is our school, and I'm am working on a book right now called The Four Purposes of Life. It won't be out for a year and a half or so, but um, it's going to clarify the four purposes we're working with, and it's in the school of daily life. That's where we get our training.
1: Awesome. I, I'm just wondering, like, do how you had Socrates in the book, you in the in the movie? How important is a teacher to kind of point this stuff out? I mean, what if you can't? What if the guy at home can't go find a, a kind of a wacky guy hanging out at the at the uh, gas station? What does he do?
2: Well, you know, there's a popular saying that's gone around a lot. You know, you probably, I'm sure you've heard it. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. And many people imagine that means, oh, when the student is prepared, and then mystically some teacher like Socrates is going to appear, you know, old gas station mechanic, and lead him up the path. But it doesn't really mean that. It means when the student is ready, when the student is actually paying attention to the lessons all around which repeat themselves until we learn them. Many many, many of us have noticed that. Uh, When the student is ready, the teacher appears everywhere. Mm -hmm. I wrote Way of the Peaceful Warrior, so my teacher, the old guy I called Socrates, could become your teacher, you know, and anybody who reads the book. Um, I've actually had four other major mentors in my life that I'm gonna go into in a future book uh, that I'm gonna be working on next. Um so, it's not a matter of waiting for some guru, parent figure, wiser person than we are. And you know, there are smart people in different fields and and we want to make use of of wisdom around us, but we always want to check it out against our inner knower. You don't want to give anybody your power. I think I've learned that's a little dangerous. Um, as tempting as it might be when we're tired of making decisions, you know we'd like to feel or find a a great guru or mentor who will just Tell us what to do, but um, use its best to also check it out, whether this really feels right to us. Very important to honor ourselves in that way. Now, again, this idea of peaceful warrior, there's a balance to it. It's about having our head in the clouds, but our feet on the ground. So this idea of balance, you know, in your show, you talk about, you know, finding a balance between being sort of a macho jerk or a new age wimp. And that's a fun way to put it. Um, You know, I've been trained in the martial arts, numerous arts over the years. And in self-defense, one of the things we're taught is if you're confronted by somebody verbally, you know, you get a fender bender, whatever it is, and you end up having words, you want to avoid two things. You want to avoid being passive and you want to avoid being aggressive. Uh, passive draws in bad energy, you know, being kind of wimpy. That's sort of what you call the New Age wimp. And, and aggressive, the macho jerk, well that draws in bad energy too. You want to find the balance between those which is the word assertive. Hmm. You, you know, you keep eye contact, you can say to somebody, I'm really sorry the side of my car slammed into the front of yours. You know, now, you keep eye contact and you, you stand your ground, you have a soft voice, you don't escalate things, you deescalate where you can. Um, but you balance between the, asserted, the aggressive and the passive in being assertive.
1: There's so much shame around guys stepping into their power, and at the same time, it's so needed. They, they feel like a guy that's being aggressive or a guy that's being powerful is um, is a bad thing, quote-unquote a bad thing. But at the same time, we it's not a good thing to be passive. It's not a good thing to just be this kind of uh, spineless wimp.
2: Well, again, there's the balance. There's the balance. I mean, there are times to back off, say, hey, I'm sorry. It was my fault. For example, if I were pulling into a parking space and some guy screeched up and said, that was my space. Now, get out of there. You might go, what are you going to do, Dan? What are you going to do? What if my wife's with me? Would I want to look like a wimp? You know what I would probably do? I think the wisest course. I would say, hey, I'm really sorry. You know, I didn't see you. Man, I, I just didn't know you were there. And, hey, listen, if it's that important to you, you know, I can give up the space and it's your space. Often, the guy will go, oh, never mind, man, and just walk off. But that may seem like a wimpy response. But you know what? People have been killed over parking spaces. A guy has cra- he's crazy, road rage. He's on drugs, or he ends up you throw fists. Even if you win the fight, you can be in a six month law legal battle after that. Mm. So it's not worth it. Now, if somebody is going to attack somebody, a guy in the street, and there's nothing he can do, or attack his loved ones, you got to give him all you got. Yeah. But short of that. You de-escalate, you apologize, but you don't have to do it in a wimpy way. See, look, many guys, what they're afraid of is crying like a little girl, as they say, you know? They're afraid of looking like a wimp, and their sense of worth is being a man. And we have these expectations about how men are supposed to behave. They're not supposed to behave like idiots. They're supposed to behave like, you know, people who are strong, and firm and have a sense of themselves, but also friendly, recognizing maybe that guy's had a really bad day. Maybe he just, his wife just left him or he lost his job, you know? So it, it's, again, that balance between macho and wimpy, where you, you know, I had a friend who was an uh, uh, ex-recon Marine, 27 years in the martial arts, really a tough guy. He was at a fair with his. Um, I'm sorry, it was a zoo with his daughter, and they were they were just getting in line. And some guy, another big guy with his daughter, stepped right in front, just kind of shouldered him and butt in front of him in line. Uh-huh. Obviously, but and my friend kind of said under his breath, "Wow, some people are just are, I guess uh, you know, in a hurry." And the guy turned around to him because he heard him and said, "You got a problem with that buddy now, my friend? I'm telling you, he could have wiped the floor with this guy." Yeah. But you know what he did? He said, hey, buddy, no, I got no problem at all. Listen, have a good day. Now, again, does that is that a wimpy thing? Did he look foolish in front of his daughter? But what did he lose? I mean, a little embarrassment. So the guy felt he was a big guy, whatever. He needed it, you know, and he was able to show off for his daughter how tough he was. But my friend said, is it worth it? It's not. If you get held up, give them your money. No, you can replace a wallet and money and credit cards, you know?
1: Yeah, it seems like there's a line here where if I'm trying to defend something that says I'm not strong, I'm not really strong. Like if I'm coming from that place, but a real place of strength, a real place of assertiveness and really being rooted means I've got flexibility. I know that this is not really truly a threat to me. Is that what you're saying?
2: They say any any uh, 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 landing in a plane where you walk away is a, is a, is a win. And any time you're confronted by somebody, when you both walk away uninjured, that was a win. That was a victory. That was smart. So all the examples I've given so far are giving in. And it sounds like, well, where's your martial arts training? Well, you know, the best martial artists will avoid at all costs hurting somebody. Now again, if you're put in the corner and you can't, you know, they're going to hurt you. Then you give them 100 percent everything you got. Right. That's different. That's a different story. So I'm using martial arts analogies because you told me this is a program a lot of men enjoy, and I wanted I want to speak man to man. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I travel a lot in in New Age circles and in spiritual circles, and once in a while I meet these guys who are you know they wear all white and they've done. You know, they do lots of yoga, and they talk very nicely. And (laughs) when I shake hands with them, they kind of hold my fingertips. I mean, I want to slop them around a little bit, you know, like man up a little bit. Because, again, there's an imbalance there. Nobody's so peaceful, so gentle. You know, we're here to be men, but what does that mean? It doesn't mean being a tough guy and proving it all the time. But men have fear. See, men and women handle emotions differently. Of the three primary emotional obstructions... Fear, sorrow, and anger. Men feel safer being angry than they do being afraid or sad. Hmm. That's why in many men's groups, if a guy can just cry, you know, and show sorrow and from grieving in, in in front of his, uh, his his friends, wow, it's like a transcendental experience. So men tend to react a lot with anger when they're actually hurt or afraid. So they just anger is the only tool they've got in their tool bag. Yeah. Even though they don't realize the ladies, the chicks love it when a guy's vulnerable, you know? They yeah. love that. Oh, and, and whereas women have a different problem. Women feel safer being afraid or sad than angry. Mm. Because if a woman gets angry, boy, that scares men. They don't, re- you know, I don't admit it, but oh, wow, an angry woman. You know, it's like you having your mother angry, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it brings back some primal things. So women are, are much safer showing sorrow or fear. Um, so again,. These are, I I'm, I'm, don't mean to go off in too many tangents, but these are issues we're all dealing with. And for a man to get confronted and feel fear is perfectly natural. If he's got a pulse, he's going to feel fear in a, in a threatening situation. It doesn't mean he's a coward. You know, Customato, a famous boxing coach, said, heroes and cowards feel exactly the same fear. They just respond differently. Mm.
1: I love that. Well, beyond kind of these confrontational scenarios and the fear thing, like, well, what does it mean to be a peaceful warrior in kind of everyday life? And uh, we kind of talked about this about the guy in traffic, but let's say he's a father. Let's say he's uh, going after a new career. Like, what, is it, what does it actually mean in, in those kind of contexts?
2: Sure. And again, I'm done with my confrontational scenarios, but it's a good dramatic way to start. Yeah, you know? it's great. Um, again, a peaceful warrior, uh, that's all of us. It's not a club you can join. There's not a, a set of rules you follow, but it does have to deal, do with dealing with fear, behaving constructively and positively. I didn't say feeling positive all the time or thinking positive thoughts all the time. I said behaving in a positive way, and that can be applied to any aspect of life. Whether you're dealing with a situation with your kids, whether you have teenagers, you know, when my kids were teenagers, I got along really well with them, unless I said something stupid and insensitive like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody with teenagers understands that. Um, so, you know, yeah, we, we're confronted in our relationships. There challenges in raising children at work. Um, we all face these challenges, and we don't have to pretend to like them. But you know what? Without those challenges, how do you develop? How do you get stronger and wiser and more perspective? How do you grow? Uh, and so it's a constructive approach to responding to life. And, you know, it's become a cliche. We can't respond. I mean, we, don't, we can't control what happens to us, but we can. We have some control over how we respond. Mm. We don't have emotional control. We can't, we can't control what we feel in any given moment. Anybody's tried that, if people could control what they felt like, I would just tell everyone, oh, my only advice is feel happy from now on.
1: Yeah. You
2: know? yeah. No, feelings come and go, but we can control what we
1: do. I get a lot of emails from guys that want to start living a life where they're more in line with their purpose, whatever that might mean for them. I get that language a lot. And mm-hmm. and in his world, he thinks he may need to quit his job and, and get out of what he's doing and, and do something more meaningful. But his fear is what's keeping him down. That's his world. That's the thing. So what's, what's the peaceful warrior do in that scenario?
2: There are different kinds of fear. Self doubt is a form of fear. Uh, insecurity is a form of fear. And, if you're saying, Dan, what if a man, or, I mean, it could apply women just as well, of course. Sure. But what if a man wants to make a change in his career, but he feels fear? Well, look, we all know to swim across the pool, you've you got to let go of one side before you swim to the other. Mm-hmm. Every choice, see, choice means giving up something you want for something else you want more. So the fact is, if the fear is greater than some people, uh, and I, know, I have friends like this, they settle. They settle for a job, they sigh about it, they're not really happy with it, they complain about it, um, but they settle because the options are it's maybe too risky. Yeah. And I'll tell you, fear is a wonderful servant, but it's a terrible master. And when we look back on our lives someday, we're not going to regret what we've done as much as what we haven't done. And we often haven't done things because of fear, insecurity, self doubt. It let that hold us back. Yeah. So there are two kinds of fear. There's objective fear and subjective fear. Objective fear is if you're afraid for your body, if you're in a situation you could be injured or killed, then pay attention to the fear. It may tell you to avoid a situation, to take precautions, prepare, that sort of thing. But if the fear is subjective. If we're afraid of failing some people are afraid of succeeding. They don't know what will happen then. You know? mm-hmm. Some people are afraid of uh, looking foolish, being embarrassed, being ashamed, uh, being rejected. And those fears are subjective. They don't break bones. They just uh, deal with some emotional difficulty. Okay. You, can get o- you can get over that. That's when you cut through it. That's, and the elation and the empowerment you feel having done what you feared is in direct proportion to how afraid you felt. So those are the times. Fear, I mean, courage is not the absence of fear. Fear is there many times in our lives, yeah. in our day. But courage is a conquering. of I mean, It's not the absence of fear. It's being afraid, saying, I have a purpose here, and then doing it. Now, somebody came up to me once and said, I want to be a writer. I said, oh, have you written anything lady?" No, I haven't. I'm really going to. One day I'm going to. And I said, oh, well, you don't really want to be a writer. And he was a little offended. He said, well, yes, I do. I said, no, you don't. He said, yes, I do. I want to be a writer. I said, no, you don't. If you wanted to be a writer, you'd be writing. Mm-hmm. Because thinking about doing something is the same as not doing it. So those who say, I have a purpose, often it's like a, it's a, a quagmire. It's one of those Chinese puzzles where you stick your fingers in and you pull away and it's stick, you know, hard to <laughs> pull away Because yeah. they say, oh, I have a purpose. Well, there's, purpose, there's wishes and there's purposes. And if you really have a purpose, if you're going for something, then you go for it. Fears will come up, insecurities, obstacles will come up within and without. But if your purpose is, dream big, but start small and connect the dots.
1: I love it. I love it. How important is the physical aspect of things? Because so much, it seems like so much of the work and kind of getting to know you a bit, it was that this was the body is involved. And so, how important is the body in this process?
2: Well, you know, I I was years ago, I was a world champion gymnast on on the trampoline, and I won a couple of national championships too. And and I trained in martial arts. So, physical sports I was a a coach at Stanford University and a college professor in physical education in Ohio. Um, So, I've been involved with physical uh, things. It's helped keep me grounded uh, in terms of the work I do and my various books. Um, So,. Yeah, the, the obviously spiritual life starts on the ground, not up in the air. You know, a lot of people want to travel out of their bodies and they haven't even gotten into them yet. Yeah. So certainly the bodies are our foundation. It's the only thing we're guaranteed to keep our whole lifetime. Um, many of us feed our dogs better than we feed ourselves. Yeah. So uh, uh, clearly, um, you know, sometimes people come to me with an emotional or they say a spiritual problem. And the first three questions I ask them are, one, are you getting regular moderate exercise? Two, are you eating a balanced diet? And three, are you getting enough rest? You do those three things, and that gives you a foundation. You notice I didn't say a vegetarian, all raw, vegan, grown in season, you know, so right. foods. I just said a balanced diet for you. Find out what works for you. Eat a little less of what's not good for you, a little more of what is good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, keep it pretty simple. And regular moderate exercise. doesn't have to be, you know, gut grinding. Just Regular, moderate exercise. Breathe deeply, move your muscles, stretch a little bit, you know, uh, walk. Uh, and you do those things, everything feels better. Your whole day, you're ready to face whatever you have to face. So, yeah, I, I do put an emphasis on uh, you can't ignore, uh, you know, the physical body.
1: Excellent. So what's one thing that a guy can do today that will help him walk this path of the peaceful warrior? We've ton- We've covered quite a bit of territory here, so let's kind of net it out. What's the one little nugget that he can take away today?
2: Yeah, you know, there's a, a guy who said, Stanislaw uh, Leck wrote a book. He said, I, I wanted to tell the world just one word. Unable to do that, I became a writer. <laughs> or they say people teach what they need to learn, you know, and I must need to learn a lot because I've written 14 books and counting and I've got two more coming out soon. Um, so it, to, to me, to, to take all those books, each one is different from the others too. The Life You Were Born to Live, No Ordinary Moments. Um, you know, The Laws of Spirit, I mean, all these different books, um, so to say, what's one thing? Let me just say it's certainly not the only thing people can do, but let me give one focus that might be very helpful to men or women out there. Okay. And that is to start to notice what's real. For example, what's real in your life and mine right now is our conversation. We're in the present moment and we're speaking. What I did this morning is no longer real. It's in the past. It's a set of memories, electrical impulses in my brain. Mm. What I might do later today, even in 10 minutes from now, is not real. Just my imagination. Most of our, uh, We spent most of our lives in the past and the future wondering what we're going to do, what we already did, carrying, dragging baggage behind us from the past. And if we just focus more on this one moment of reality, we can handle that. You know, Mark Twain said, I've had many troubles in my life, most of which never happened.
1: Mm. Because most clip. of the
2: troubles we have are past and future. yeah Anxieties, regrets. If we just focus on what's in front of us, that's the, probably uh, what I could share for now in terms of one thing people could do. And that is bring your attention as much as possible to the present moment. Past and future, nice places to visit, but you don't want to live there.
1: Let's knock down the big takeaways from this talk. Number one, spirituality isn't about high-level, abstract, or idealistic mind games. It's about where the rubber meets the road. And in this case, Dan says your practice begins where your fears and frustrations arise. How can you bring positive, constructive actions in those moments where you're not necessarily feeling positive or constructive? Number two, Being a peaceful warrior means you're approaching life with an open heart and a warrior spirit. Having just one or the other means you're out of balance. Having love, compassion, and the guts to confront challenges head-on is the key. Number 3. If you think your true path is somewhere out there, think again. Take a good look around. This is your path. This is your training ground. Cut the BS and realize that there is nowhere else to be. If you're wanting to live your best life, you'll begin to see the growth opportunities and the teachings available, whether you're stuck in traffic, dealing with a pain in the ass job or a dying cell phone battery. Again, how can you bring positive, constructive actions to these scenarios? Number four, to bring positive constructive actions to a scenario, you've got to start with the following. Take a deep breath. Now take another. After that, accept how you feel, even if you're pissed, hurt, or sad. Don't brush your feelings under the rug or try to change them. From this place, ask how you can create the best, most constructive outcome in this situation. If you get lost, orient yourself to the positive and courageous actions, even if you're not feeling positive or courageous in the moment number five when the student is ready the teacher will appear now don't fixate on the outcome that a socrates or yoda is just going to magically show up for you when you're really ready to learn you'll start to see learning opportunities all around you even in the most mundane situations and if you do work with a teacher remember to listen to your own inner knowing never give away your power number six when a challenge arises avoid being passive or aggressive the middle path is assertive stay present stay focused don't fold and don't puff yourself up keep the situation in perspective ask yourself if the threat is about your safety or merely your sense of pride or vanity Having true strength means you know when to engage a confrontation, and that's typically only when your safety or the safety of someone else is in danger. Most of the time we get threatened in what is really just a pissing match. Think about it. Be mindful of how and where you spend your energy. You can de-escalate a situation without being a wimp. Number 7. The famous boxing trainer Casamato said, Heroes and cowards feel the exact same fear, they just respond differently. Fear is a natural response for all beings. The trick isn't to eliminate fear, it's to hone our response to it. Learn to separate objective fear from subjective fear. Objective fears are ones that are threatening our physical safety and well being. You'll want to address these immediately. Subjective fears are more about how we see ourselves, how we are seen by others. It's a fear of failure, success, shame, or rejection. Dan encourages us to slice through subjective fears because on the other side is elation and empowerment. Number eight. If you're feeling stuck on the fence about a decision in life, remember that choice means giving up something you want for something else you want more. So, what do you want more? Number nine. A spiritual life starts on the ground, not in the air. And the body is our foundation. If you're bumping your ass along for any reason, ask yourself the following. Are you getting regular, moderate exercise? Are you eating a balanced diet? Are you getting enough rest? If you answered no to any of these questions, address it immediately. Give yourself a fighting chance to confront your challenges head on. And number 10, keep it simple. Live in the moment. We've heard this many times before on The New Man, but I don't think we can hear it enough. Living your life stuck in the past or consumed with the future is a recipe for misery. Pull your head out of your butt and get in the moment. What is happening right now? What are you experiencing right now? What positive, constructive action can you take right now? If you get in the weeds, remember to come back to this moment. It's the only one you've got. All right, well, I've got a couple of questions from... From the listeners that they posted on Facebook, these are some heavy duty questions. So do you think you could take Deepak Chopra in a cage match? Well,
2: I certainly wouldn't want to. Deepak's one of those you know, there's one light there's one light many lamps in this world and, and I I don't necessarily see eye to eye with every teacher, but I think each one is valuable, they bring a different perspective. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't want to have any kind of tussle with Deepak. I'd rather give him a big hug. But I love the question. It's really
1: a fun question. <laughs> i thought it was fun too i was like all right that's a left field one
2: once in a while i do a handstand when i'm doing a seminar you know i'll do a handstand on a chair and uh i usually make a point of it and why i do it but then i sometimes i'll mutter let's see Deepak do that do that (laughs) but but that's that's just for fun that's just for fun he's a a good guy
1: excellent excellent and is there any any word on another warrior movie can we expect to see any more uh on the warrior front
2: yeah, I may be working on a screenplay for one of my other books, which could make a great movie. It's called The Journeys of Socrates. Um, that's one a more recent novel I wrote about how a boy became a man, how a man became a warrior, and how a warrior found peace. Mm. Which is so important today, because we've got to find a way in the world to break the cycles of retribution and revenge in the world. Uh, this tribalism. And so the book has some larger themes, but it's an adventure story, an emotional roller coaster. Excellent. So, so excellent. that uh, that I may be working on a screenplay uh, in the next few years.
1: Okay, excellent. And where can we find out more about you, the 14 books, you know, you've just got so much to offer. Where do we go? Easiest
2: thing, one-stop shopping, you can just go to peacefulwarrior.com. Okay. I've got blogs there, commentaries on relationships, on living in the present moment, on all kinds of topics. And they're free. You know, just go to the blog. Uh, There are little video, 10-minute video seminars on different topics. There's questions and answers. Um, just a mission statement is a good reminder for life right on the homepage, peacefulwarrior.com.
1: Very, very cool. Dan, it feels like a sin to just try and cram our conversation into 30 minutes because you've got so much to offer. I just appreciate well, we covered you. a lot, though. Yeah, we did. I just appreciate you taking the time today and would love to have you back on the show sometime soon. Tripp, it's a pleasure. Be sure to check out Dan Millman's new classic edition of Way of the Peaceful Warrior, available now in stores and online at peacefulwarrior.com. If you're thinking about taking what you're hearing on The New Man and making it a reality in your life, check out the free video available at thenewmanlife.com. That's thenewmanlife.com. Thanks for listening.